Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, boo! Yo, Adrian! I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Brayden, welcome to the cave. Hi, Elias. Thanks for having me. Exciting times for you, my friend. You know, new show, Disney Plus, The Quest, May 11th. How do you yeah. feel about all this? Uh, I'm really, really excited. It's, um, I mean, everyone is kind of finding out about it now, but we, I think, I initially auditioned for this show in like August of 2020. So oh, wow. it's been a long journey to get to here where, where it's finally coming out and people are about to see it. That's awesome. Uh, before we uh, jump into that, too, I was, I was trying to do some research on you. Uh, I want to know, how, like, what made you get into the industry? Storytelling, you know, performing, you know, like there isn't that much out there about you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm relatively green uh, as of right now. Um, I kind of started um, just when I, when I was a kid. I remember I would watch like daytime television with my mom. Uh, like, like six or seven years old and I remember seeing kids that were my age on those tv shows and just thinking it was like the coolest thing ever uh, and I think that's kind of what gave me the bug initially and then you know I got to like middle school and I was able to audition for little school plays and did that and then got to high school did more and more and more um, and then I was probably like 16 or 17 and I was like I'm just gonna try to do it professionally on my own you know submit wow. my to whatever I can find uh and I did that and I still do that um and from there you know you just kind of book what you book and hopefully it gets better and I I was lucky enough to have the opportunity uh for something like the quest to be placed in front of me and I auditioned and they seemed to like me mm-hmm. uh, yeah and so I, I shot that um and I just I, I really love the, the you know the craft of acting I think it's it's something that really doesn't feel like a job at all to me and I'm very blessed to be able to That's do awesome. it. Um, and yeah, I'm, I think, I think seven-year-old me watching Desperate <laughs> Housewives would be very proud <laughs> uh, now. Who are uh, like uh, growing up and everything, who are like some of the uh, people that you looked up to in the industry where you kind of like, not like model yourself, but kind of like, okay, I enjoy this person's work. I want to keep watching their stuff and learn from the craft. Yeah, I think um, surprisingly enough, even from like a young age, uh, I really, really enjoyed Jason Bateman's stuff. Okay. Like I remember watching, you know, like Horrible Bosses when I was a teenager and just thinking he was really funny. Um, And I've just always liked his delivery and how he he delivers his lines. Um, And then like now, like like he's in stuff like Ozark that I Mm -hmm. I just adore and I love seeing his you know how he can go from being this comedic presence on screen to this super dramatic you know serious person I think it shows a lot of talent and range from him um and I think as an actor always he's been kind of my like my guy I want to aspire to be and then like the classics like you know Johnny Depp and Leo all those Mm -hmm. kind of people um I really appreciate all their work um yeah I, I have a lot of different inspirations but I think out of anybody Weirdly, since even since I was young, I really liked Jason Bateman. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you uh, did you finish the last part of Ozark? So I'm still I in have, it. I haven't finished it yet. I actually, before this uh, podcast, I, I like you know got ready and everything, but right before I just maybe ten minutes into the final episode of the okay. whole series, um, wow. and I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to rush, you know, to right. get ready. So I'll I'll 
I'll I'll have a great time here on this podcast and then sit down and finish that episode. You know, <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm two episodes in the last part and uh, I want to take my time with it. I'm trying yeah. to avoid spoilers and everything because it's like after that, we're not getting anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'd say it's one of my favorite shows. I, I love it. So the quest, how did you get involved with it? How were you approached for the series? And, it, and uh, it's an interesting way about the quest yeah yeah so um initially because it's it's disney and they're very secretive um i actually auditioned for this i have representation and, and people that send me out on auditions but i found this on my own initially uh it was on actors access which you know for people who don't know it's 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 like a casting call website where people will post their casting calls and as an actor you can submit and, and you know get an audition and, and audition that way and i saw one it was called Untitled Adventure Show, um, mm. undisclosed streaming service. Uh, that was all the information it had. And uh, initially, I, I, I didn't even submit myself for it. I was it, it called for a British dialect, and I had never done a British dialect. And I was like, I'm not even going to bother with it, you know, whatever. Um, and then the next day, I remember thinking about it and being like, no, you know, I want to I audition for anything that I can. I'll at least give it a shot. You know, so I submitted myself and they seemed to like my look and asked me to audition. And uh, they gave, I found out later they gave me like dummy sides for the first two auditions. They weren't had nothing to do with the show at all. Um, and I went through, you know, a couple rounds of auditioning and then um, they wanted to see me on Zoom. And so we did some live stuff. Um, and then at one point he kind of sprung it on me. That he was like, there's, there's a lot of improv in this. So we want to do an audition where it's just you and me improvising. That's the whole thing. We're going to, I'm just going to throw stuff at you, which wow. was very nerve wracking as an actor who like, I remember in high school, I even refused to take an improv class. So I was like, I just don't, it's terrifying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did it and I guess it went well. Uh, and, uh, I remember I was, uh, woken up by a call from my manager kind of being like, Hey, um, I just got an offer for you for a Disney plus series. What's, what's that all about? Um, and, and it was kind of a shock to me that it was, you know, it had been untitled adventure show. I had no idea what it was. Um, and then from there, it was just real fast. They, mm. I had a meeting with the producers, uh, you know, Mark Wodeski and Jane Fleming, the executive producers, um, and they kind of went over things. And uh, it's a very interesting show, and they describe it as hybrid reality, which kind of means it's it's they're trying to to intertwine, you know, a scripted regular storyline with like real people who aren't actors. Yeah. And, um, you know, at first as an actor, whenever someone was like, you know, this is a hybrid reality show, you hear reality and it's kind of like a red flag. Like, I don't I don't want to be a part of a you know dramatic reality show. Yeah. Um, but they they were very, very calming. And they were like, this is this is something that's never been done before. Um, and and you're great for it. And we'd love to have you. And um, it, it was it was just very they were, they were very very welcoming into this mm. new idea and wanted to really collaborate with me on it uh on my character and how the show works and it was really really great from them and then a couple months later um i flew out to northern california i lived in texas at the time okay. and um we spent about two months uh in a castle in calistoga california shooting this whirlwind of a series um and that was, I think we wrapped in March of 2021. 
So it's been, you know, we've, we've been waiting for, for a little over a year now. Right. Because um, it, it truly is, I think, something that people have not seen before. And I, I think it's, it's even hard, you know, in the promotional material to convey the kind of show that it is. Because as someone who was a part of it and, and even seeing the scripts we got, I've never seen scripts structured the way that scripts are structured in this. I've never, the, the, when I went in to do some ADR and just got to see a little bit of it, I had never seen anything like this. It, it truly is a new form of storytelling that I think Disney plus is really smart and, and, and happy to be getting behind and, and being a part of. Actually, my, my question, my next question was going to be like, so like, how do you prepare to play a role that's, you know, improv slash you do have a script also to get ready for? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was definitely a challenge. Uh, I, I've used this analogy in, in a couple interviews that, and, and just talking to people that like, if acting, like the, the art of acting itself is like a swimming pool, um, this feels like I was just thrown into the deep end. Like, like wow. it's, you know, again, like I mentioned earlier, for, for someone who was not particularly fond of improv, um, you know, being told your first big series where you're going to be seen by millions of people is going to consist of you improvising your lines for a good portion of it. I was terrified as well as, you know, most of the people on this series um, because, you know, everyone on this series, they, they really wanted to push, you know, bring new talent into the forefront of, of this series. So everyone's pretty green that, that, that took part in this. So I remember talking um, to a couple of my castmates uh, before we started rehearsing and shooting and just being like, I am scared. Like, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified about how this is going to go because there's no frame of reference. Mm -hmm. So all we could really do is uh, memorize the lines we did have. The script would kind of be broken up into like, you'd have full scenes. Um, and there are some scenes that don't even involve the, you know, uh, actually a good, a good probably half the show um you know doesn't involve uh the the reality aspect of, of the you know teenagers that are in the show it's just fully a scripted narrative um telling the story that's that's going on so those you know that's a regular series that uh, was shot like a regular series um we we brought in a director that, that you know shoots narrative stuff and it was it was very normal and i was used to that but then for the other portions we would meet up in a little courtyard at our hotel and we would have some story producers come and pretend they were the kids, uh, the, the teenagers. And we would just go through every single scenario that there could, any question they could possibly ask, any way they could respond to anything to try to prepare us for how to improvise and, and, and do that. And we did that for a few weeks beforehand. Um, and it, it did help a lot, but mm. uh, even so when you're on set and, and it's really the real thing, um there's it's it's a pump of adrenaline uh that right you, when when you realize you got one shot at this um and and you have no idea what people are gonna say and even though we tried to go through every scenario for each thing and every scene that we did someone said something we could have never expected them to say of course, um, of course. yeah um but the good thing about that is um because it was so unexpected um you know when you watch the show you'll you'll see these scenes with the, the the paladins as they're called in the show um and, and they're probably going to be you know between like you know three to five six minutes long those scenes uh each one of those scenes we probably shot for a good 45 minutes um yeah. i'm just trying to get as much material as we could to really make sure we got what we wanted uh and you know 
as actors, we we were on top of it for the most part, but there were times where we just right. did, we got speechless and we didn't really know what to say uh, if they threw a curveball at us. Um, like I remember at one time, uh, like you know, I I don't even know if it's gonna gonna make the show or not, but there was one point where, uh, you know, we're in this medieval fantasy world, and one of the paladins brought up K-pop, and we <laughs> it kind of stunned us, you know, in character sitting on a throne talking to these people in, in yeah. medieval here having someone throw bts at us and us having to respond um, <laughs> it, was, it was quite interesting but um i think i think you know throughout the whole series it was it was a challenge to get used to um but um yeah i, I think we prepared as much as you can but as, you know at the end of the day no. you don't know what these people are gonna say and, and you just kind of have your have to have your chops ready for to to deal with whatever yeah. is thrown at you how, how does it work with like, you know, like if you film like a regular show, everything, you know, like say like there's a line that's messed up or everything or the director doesn't like it and he says, cut, let's do it again. This yeah. one now you got a little bit of both. So now you got improv and reality. Exactly. Was there a part anywhere where, like you said, like a line was mentioned, did like did anybody freeze at one point? Like, is there a way, do they have to stop that or you guys keep rolling? Uh, so we, you keep rolling uh, okay. the whole time. Yeah. Like when we did the, like, a like I said, the, the scripted regular stuff without the paladins, it mm. was very much regular film set. We do multiple takes of each scene. We get covered. Okay. Um, and, and even with the improvised stuff uh, beforehand, when we would go shoot um, because they really wanted to make a point of, of making this look like a scripted series. Okay. Uh, here's, I'm sorry. There's, this this sorry. is style. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, but they really wanted to make a point of um, making it look like a scripted series. And these okay. are the people that worked on Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, I saw so that. They wanted to make this series look like Lord of the Rings. And that's part of why it's something that I've never seen done before is you never see anything with, you know, even a semblance of reality attached to it shot hmm. cinematically. I mean, this, this show does not look like a reality show at all. It, it looks okay. like Lord of the Rings. Um, and, and so with that, we would go in before we did these improvised scenes and they would get coverage of all the actors doing, you know, some different responses that would hopefully fit in. Yeah. Um, but when the, when the kids came in uh, and the camera started rolling, you just had to go with it. Um, mm -hmm. And there was a couple of times where uh, I, I don't really remember any of the actors freezing up, but I do remember a couple of things malfunctioning uh, and like there's a few challenges in the show, um, you know, part of the storytelling where the kids are having to accomplish some task. And I, I remember specifically one uh, that, that I do in episode three uh, has to do with creating a potion and they're, they're having to find these ingredients to help me make this potion. And um when, when it, it it just didn't uh it didn't work right the first time uh, <laughs> so we kind of had to improvise a way around it in the moment um and try a bunch of different things uh, and and hope that it works out uh and I, i've checked with the executive producers about it because i was worried uh and they said they were able to cut it together perfectly it looks fine but in those instances you just kind of got to go with it um mm. and hope you can figure out something um and again that's kind of why we get so much footage so if you need to and someone does freeze up you can just cut that part out mm, uh, makes um, sense yeah, for the most part we just rolled the entire time that's awesome mm -hmm. what did you love about prince emmett i i loved prince emmett uh because I, I feel like he was pretty similar to me in that he's he's more of an observer 
um, there, you know, I, I have two siblings. I have uh, Prince Cedric and Princess Adeline, and Prince Cedric is kind of the bullheaded, brawny, you know, okay. obvious heir to the throne, you know, sword, tough guy. Um, and then my my sister, Princess Adeline, is kind of the very confident and 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 strategic, uh, you know, planner of everything. Where I was kind of the bookworm, you know, who would sit back and observe and, and only speak when I really felt necessary. And I kind of really related to that. Um, I'm, I'm not a super outspoken person uh, when, when I don't need to be. I, I prefer to kind of take things in and, and, and get a gauge on a situation first. Um, and he's just kind of sarcastic as well. Um, he, you know, doesn't, when he does speak, he makes sure that it's something that packs a punch um, and he'll get you um, where it hurts. And I, I really, I, I found that very fun to play with, uh, especially the repertoire between me and my siblings, because um, I, I have siblings and it was very fun to be able to kind of portray that sarcastic um, bitterness towards each other, just, just as family on screen. Um, but yeah, I, I love the character, you know, just as a whole i really i really feel like he he's he's you know a, a part of me because he is so similar to me when uh when the viewers tune in for the first time what are you hoping they get out of this when they first start watching it i i hope you know that um the viewers when when they turn on the first episode um i honestly hope that they are expecting either a fully just you know full-fledged reality show or a full-fledged scripted show. Okay. I, I want people to come in and have their expectations completely just shattered by this mm. show um, because it's, it is so groundbreaking and different. And I, I think that you're going to hear a lot of buzz just about the format of the show. Just people, you know, being amazed at, at, at how it had, no one's really done this before and how well it was pulled off. Mm. Um, and I, I think you know, you don't have to be a fan of, of fantasy or reality or, you know, fantasy drama or anything like that. It's just, it's an intriguing way to make a television series that I think a lot of people want to tune in to just to see how it's pulled off. And so I, I think I just want people's expectations of how a TV show can be structured to be shattered. I think I, think I want people to be blown away. That's awesome. How many episodes uh, is the series? Uh, it's eight episodes. Okay. Yeah. So are they, are they plan to do the same thing as every other Disney weekly? Uh, I believe with this one, they, they want to drop it all at once. Okay. People binge it. Um, they're real excited about it. Um, yeah, I think it's eight episodes. They're about an hour in length each. Okay. So it's eight hours of, of content for people to, to take in. That's awesome. So Disney Plus, May 11th. Yes. Looking forward to it. Uh, now, uh, what's next for you now? Any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you're going to work on? Yes, uh, I actually, uh, right now, I'm in a hotel room in Vancouver, um, and, and I am shooting a TV show called Cruel Summer. Uh, it was on Freeform and, and Hulu uh, about a year ago, and I'm really excited to be out here doing that. It's, it's an incredible series. It got, you know, great reception the first season, and, and the same people are coming back. Uh, the same, you know, executive producers, and 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 we are all very excited to to get to work. Uh, I've shot a couple days on it, and it is awesome. just interesting and and unique show that um, I, I think people are really going to enjoy a second season of. That's awesome. So yeah, it looks great, man. Like, it looks like you know you got the quest. Now you're working on this. Like you're going up. 
Awesome. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, taking what I can get, right. you know. Uh, Braden, lastly, uh, how can the listeners and the viewers find you on uh, social media? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on really any of my social medias, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, even. I don't post much, but I'm there <laughs> uh, at Braden, B-R-A-E-D-E-N-D-L Garza. Uh, so Braden D.L. Garza, you can find me. Um, and yeah, I'll be posting a lot about the the quest as it's coming out. Uh, Cruel Summer as, as I'm working on it, you know, as much as I can. Um, and, and anything else I'm doing. So I, I'd love if people came and, and listened to me talk about what's what's going on. So Braden, uh, thank you for giving me a few minutes today. Uh, thank you for coming on. Definitely. Thank you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Thank you.